0: Check us out at heartweightchurch.com slash give. Every dollar that you give goes a really long way towards helping us do what it is that we do. Well, we love you, really hope you enjoy the podcast.
1: Hello, everyone. Good morning, happy Sunday. Oh, it's been a while since I've been up here. I missed all of you as well. You know, I I was like debating with myself, bringing this up, and then Danny mentioned what this guy said. And so many people I hear all the time, you know, when they are hurt by a church or religion, you know, I hear all the time, well, I, my, I'm my own church. I have church outside. I have church you know within myself, I don't actually have to walk into a church, right? And yes, I completely feel that you should live that way, right? That's what it's about. It's to bring this outside into your world. But it's so important to actually come and show up because I don't think you have these women singing up here and this band behind me worshiping with you at home. If you do, lucky you, but I don't have that at home, you know, and I get chills when we worship together. And someone told me once, when you feel chills, it means it's real. It's like this unknown but known, you know, and that's what I feel at Heartway. It's chills all the time because... God is so present here. Yes, God is everywhere. God's within you, so of course He's everywhere, but God is so happy that we're here because we accept one another. We truly love one another. We don't ask anything of each other other than love, acceptance. This is a rare place. This is a place that is so sacred to me and has helped me through my journey. And bringing this into meditation, that's why this is so important as well because we want to remove you from the mind, from all those thoughts that tell you that you don't need to come, (laughs) that uh, you're not enough, that you need to change or that God won't love you because of who you love or because of the job that you have or whatever it may be. So God is so happy. He's rejoicing right now because this is a place that we honor one another so much that we want you to be your truest self at all times. But the way that we can connect with ourselves is by silencing the mind, silencing those thoughts. And yes, the mind is never going to stop racing. That's a good thing. It means you're alive, right? We create thoughts. We're always going. But this is a technique you can learn that will change your whole life. Because instead of attaching to the thought, you observe the thought. You, my friends, are the awareness, the loving awareness behind all of this. This beautiful experience that we are gifted with. You don't have to attach to every little thing that happens. You don't have to attach to every emotion that you feel. You can observe it, you can sit with it, and then you can let it go. If we hold on all the time, physically holding on, how can we receive? We, God, all God wants is for us to let go. Open up your arms, open up to Him, and He will embrace you. He will fill you. My friends, you know that song that she just sang, right? We don't need to ask, we don't need to want because God's gonna give it all to us. It's in you, my friends, because God put it there and on purpose, not by accident. You're here for a purpose with intention. So honor that, my friends. Let's be still. Let's find ourselves in a nice seated position. I want you to think about really straightening your spine because we don't want to fall asleep. (laughs) Close your eyes, my friends. And then I want you to allow your palms to be open, facing up. And then let's start by deepening our breath, slowly filling up your belly with air allowing it to rise, shoulders back and slowly exhaling, releasing the breath again, slowly, very slowly deepening that breath, watching it as it rises and slowly exhaling, releasing the breath. Every time you inhale, I want you to think of space creating within yourself, opening yourself up to God. And as you exhale, we surrender just a little bit more. We release all the tension that we hold. Allow those shoulders to come down. Unclench the jaw. Just allow yourself to be light and free connecting now with our deepest self the self that is always connected directly with god that self that cannot be interrupted or disrupted the one that has a connection let's remove all the illusions the mind creates let go of all the identities that you hold all the roles that you play, all the titles that you may hold. Let them go, my friends. God wants to speak to you now, not the you that walks around covered in sheets and veils. He wants you to let go of the filters, let go of all the veils that cover you. And allow him to see you and speak to you raw, in true form, that beautiful light that you are are within yourself. Allow yourself to sink deep within that. Allow God to connect with you in this moment. Releasing all the worries, releasing all the doubts, all the fears. Release the ego and allow God to hold your hand and allow him to walk you through life, hand in hand. Move out of your own way. Remove all that covers you, all that hides your truth. Remove it all. And then you can allow yourself to see all of you because it begins with us. And then we can see our brothers and our sisters. We are reminded that they are not enemies that those that have caused us harm and pain only need love, that all that we are, their truest form, is love. The more we let go, the more open we become, and the more we see, the more we are able to help, Remind yourself of how worthy you are. Stand firm in your faith, knowing that things aren't happening to you. Things aren't happening to hurt you. Life happens, but God is always working in your favor. You may not know why now, but trust that he will reveal it when the time is right. Now allow yourself to feel safe with this knowing, trusting that you are whole and that you are loved. My friends, allow yourself to sink a little bit deeper. Allow yourself to be still, to honor this moment of silence that you have with yourself and with God. Take another deep breath. Fill up your belly, watch that breath rise. Slowly releasing exhaling. Once more, I want you to really fill up that belly with air. Fill it up as much as you can. A little bit more, hold your breath for 3 2 and exhale, let go, release, and choose now to feel lighter, to be at peace, and to embrace all of God's love. When you're ready, my friends. Feel free to blink your eyes open. May peace and love always be with you, my friends. Amen and so much love.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you once again to our wonderful worship team. And you know, guys, it gives me great pleasure to introduce you to this friend of mine, coming all the way from San Diego, California. Any Cali peeps in here? All right. Wow, one. Too many many COVID restrictions over there, right? So we're gonna stay down here. Anyhow, all the way from San Diego, California. My boy, Luke Bricker, he is a pastor, a church planter. He's starting a community called Current Collective Church. They meet on the beach. They sit in a circle and meditate and talk about Jesus. I love it. We're kindred spirits. We met via social media and since then, we've interacted several times. Last year during COVID, we did a Heartway Way at Home episode with Luke, where he shares a little bit about his story, so you can catch that as well if you enjoy what you hear today. Along with that, when my wife and I went up to California recently, we went to Joshua Tree. My wife had like a, um, what does she do? F- wedding. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. She had a... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's a wedding or something that she had to do over there. I'm just chilling in the Airbnb. I'm just coming for the ride. But uh, Luke found out we were nearby, and he drove a couple hours to meet us out there. And we filmed a uh, podcast and YouTube episode for his podcast up there. So anyways, you guys are going to love it. You know, there's a lot of uh, people who ask me, Danny, is there a church like Heartway in... Texas or in Atlanta or you know people ask me where can I find a church like Harway the only name and church I really can think of is this guy is the only one that is kind of like Harway so I'm really happy that we get to connect and that you get to pour into our community and I hope you receive this word with an open heart cuz it's going to be powerful let's welcome up Luke Bricker And how about the hair? Come on, dude. I, know, I love it.
2: Hey, follow me. Yeah, I get, uh, I get Jesus a lot, you know? And I think, I, I, hey, I can't think of anybody else I'd rather look like, you know? So uh, thanks for having me. I mean, it's just uh, it's so fun to be out here. And you know, I didn't know uh, at the beginning of last week that I was going to be here, by the way. This is very whimsical. It's very impromptu. So it's very like me to do. Uh, my mom and sister and my brother-in-law and their niece—they're staying in Deerfield Beach, and we have a f- lifelong friend in Boca Raton, and uh, he was like, "What if you just came and surprised them next week?" And I was like, "Sweet, let's do it." So we booked a ticket. Told Danny. He says, "Hey, man, if you want to come speak, come speak." And I think it's so cool that we connected over social media. I mean, Instagram is something that is so hard to navigate, right? Like. It's a double-edged sword. You're always, like, comparing yourself and trying to, like, live up to the Insta-Joneses, you know? But then on the next side of that, you have, like, Insta-Friends... And Danny's one of those friends in a kindred spirit and uh, been through this whole deconstruction process, reconstruction process, and church is something that has uh, been very important to me and it's just fun to be able to see uh, what we're hopefully going to be growing into happening right here. So we just started our community. We've been meeting on the beach. We've been doing some like worship nights at our apartment. We're gonna be moving into a space and so you guys are like four years ahead of where we're at and I'm inspired, like coming to this space, Experiencing the power in worship, like I'm 100% inspired. Like the Holy Spirit is here, and active and moving. And I believe that even today, that God is going to reveal new depths of your identity to yourself and release you in power today in a way that maybe you weren't expecting from some hippie from California. So, uh, but look, I'm not from San Diego. Um, I was born here. I was born in well, near here. I was born in North Miami. Um, Born in North Miami Hospital, it's not a hospital anymore. It's like a culinary school or something. (laughs) I don't know. I've tried to like look it up and there's like, you know, I don't know, like Reddit threads about it or whatever. So, uh, but I was born there. Uh, My parents uh, were church planting here in the area back in the 80s and uh, that's what I was born into. So I was born into church communities and uh, it's so fun to be back here and and sharing with you guys. And so um, I want to share with you today about transcending stress entering into deep inner peace and living from that place into the power that God has given us, the authority that God has given us in our life. And so I don't know about you guys, but uh, stressful, is, but is anybody experiencing any stress in their life? Anything happening in their life right now of stress, right? If you're not raising your hand, we'll forgive you for lying. <laughs> everybody's stressed out, man. I mean, it's crazy, especially in San Diego, like, you know, with all the mask stuff. Like, I was stressed out. I walked into a Trader Joe's the other day without a mask for the first time. And talk about stress, dude. The peer pressure is insane. Um, But I justify my stress. I'm always finding ways to justify my own stress. I'm always thinking, like, it's, it's justifiable because I have this, I'm a dad, you know, I'm married. I have two kids, five and seven years old. There's the stresses that come with that. You know, maybe you have debt, maybe you have work, maybe you have responsibilities, all of these things that are stress causers in our life, you know, we justify those things. And the other day I was praying and uh, I was in meditation and in prayer and I was just pouring out my heart to the Lord saying like, man, like, I just feel like I'm overwhelmed and I was justifying it though. I'm like, well, but it's because of this or because of that. And I felt the spirit tell me justified by who? Not me. Not me. You're the one that's sitting there justifying your own stress. I'm not justifying your stress. I believe that God is inviting us out of that. Our stresses, our things in life are not barriers to a true life of inner peace. They are not barriers. We say, I can't live a life of peace because this. I can't live a life of peace because I have X, Y, Z. I can't live a life of peace because I live in a place that, you know, requires me to make X amount of money, San Diego. You know, I have all this stuff that I got to do. I can't actually live into peace. It's a stressed out society, a stressed out culture. But God is inviting us outside of the kingdoms of this world and into the transcendent kingdom of God that is filled and has its root in peace. And that we have a power through that. I'm going on my notes. Danny memorizes all the stuff. I don't get to speak every weekend, so I have a security blanket here. So don't mind me, like, scrolling through. It's not Instagram. So anyways, God, I think, so for me, I've, I've been walking in this idea lately of, of victimization and understanding the release from being the victim of my own life. And a lot of these stresses in our life, they keep us entangled into this sort of process, into this sort of cyclical pattern in our mind that is constantly keeping us in a place that we are at our own victimhood, justifying ourselves, And it's ultimately stealing us from the ultimate potential that God has for our life. Stress is stealing, killing, and destroying our lives right now. But peace is wanting to empower us into a life of abundance. Jesus says that he came to give you life and life in its abundance. And so uh, we want to talk about that today. Some, Some real practical ways that we can move into that place of fullness, into the place of wholeness, where we can actually live from that deep inner place of stillness and have our living and moving and being out of that place that becomes a place of power and authority. So the first thing, uh, first point I wanna make, and I didn't send very many slides, so if you're like a slides person and you like a lot of slides, I'm sorry. Uh, Just three points today. Uh, First, give up. If we want to transcend our stress, we have to give up. And I like the word surrender. The word surrender has been so impactful in ways that I can never even imagine. And whenever, that was my original Original point, but I felt like the Holy Spirit told me that I'm supposed to say give up today because I feel like there are some attachments that we are literally holding on to in our life that we literally need to give up and to let go, and that will enable us to enter into a completely different space. That I feel like there is, I felt like there's some people here today that the stresses of everyday normal life is literally planting a lie in your head. This is heavy, okay? So we're going to get heavy for a second. You've been contemplating giving up life. I don't know if that's you. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but I feel like that there is an opportunity today to surrender in a way that keeps you in a place of loving kindness, loving awareness And I don't know, I was just praying continuously as I was getting ready these past few days. And I felt like the Holy Spirit told me that there are some people here today who are enabled today in this moment. And at the very end, I don't know if you guys do this stuff here or not, but we're going to pray for the Holy Spirit to empower us before we go. But there's going to be different chains that are broken off of us in this space that we are able to, we're invited to give up, let go of the things that are robbing our life and tempting us to give up our life for that. I don't know if you're aware, but suicide is at a record-breaking high right now especially where we're at, it's it's insane. People are going through so much pain and turmoil and suffering in their life right now, and we have nowhere to turn, and we think that we're gonna be able to find it in all these other places, in exterior things. We're thinking that we can find it through approval on social media. We think we can find it through the right job or through the right salary, and X amount of money is gonna solve some of my problems. But God is inviting us to get rid of those things because those attachments to what I could get or who I should be or what I ought to be doing or who I'm supposed to be in X person's opinion. It's robbing us from the fullness of life. And God is inviting us today to give up our attachment and clinging to who we ought to be so that we can live into the fullness of who he's always created us to be since the beginning. To move out all of the barriers in our hearts to get down to the original essence of who we are, surrender to the truest self that God has already created in the beginning. You know, we get hung up on the the fall of man in in, in Genesis 3, but the Bible starts in Genesis 1. God made you in his image and likeness. And then what's the next thing he says to do? A friend of mine's visiting from Thailand, and uh, I said, yeah, he made us in his image and likeness and blessed us. He's like, blessing's not the next thing that comes, dog. I was like, what are you talking about? He says, no, he gave them authority to rule over the earth. When we become aware of who we've always been the whole time, we come into a place of such authority into who we are that we are able to actually live life and not allow life to live us anymore. We're getting played by life so much, and God's desire is for us to play life, not life play us. But we have to know who we really are at the core of our being, made in his image and likeness, empowered to be able to rule and be blessed in doing so. But that's only going to become through the surrender of all the illusions of who we think we ought to be and move into the core essence of who we've always been. Some people ask me, so what do you do? I said, I help people realize who they've always been. Beloved. You are God's beloved. You are God's beloved. So why don't we give up all the illusions that keep us from realizing that today? And so how do we do that? Oh, yeah, I had some verses in here and some other stuff, but I'm just up here just kind of skipping over this because Enneagram 7 life. Any Enneagram people here? (laughs) Your personality is just an illusion, man. But you're going to have to give everything up if you want to have everything. Jesus says this, Luke 9.24. Sorry, I don't have a slide for it. But he says, for those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who want to lose their life for my name's sake to live in the path and the pattern of Christ, if those who want to live in this way of being, you will save it. You have to give everything up and surrender. The ancient philosopher Lao Tzu says it this way. If you want to become full, let yourself become empty. If you want to be reborn, let yourself, your ego, the controller, the manipulator within you, die. If you want to be given everything, give everything up. Give it up. And in that place, ultimately then you have a a clean slate. You've released everything so that the power of God's presence can be released into you you released to receive rather god's power and presence in your life. So, how do we do this? A couple practical things Danny and I were talking. We like some practical application things cuz we can talk about all this and you're like, "Yeah, but what do I do Monday morning?" right? Number two, uh, did I even say the first thing? Yeah, give up. That's right. C- number two, create practices. My security blanket here. Create practices. So there's a few few practices to create in your life. And number one, first and foremost, you got to have a practice of meditation in your life. And I don't like should on people very much, okay? But if I can should on you for a second, do you mind? All right. The only thing that I'm going to should on you about is you should have a meditation practice. You should have a prayer practice. If you're wondering why nothing is actually taking off or moving in your life, you're like, I'm surrendered. Well, but what if you've not slowed down enough to hear the still small voice? You know, you got to be quiet if you're going to hear a still small voice, right? How are you going to hear a still small voice if all the time we're going, you're like, once again, you don't understand my life. We begin to justify ourselves for why we're not doing these things that for thousands of years, saints and sages have been telling us, transform your life. We're grasping and gripping at a transformed life without actually living into the practices of what a transformed life looks like. What does a transformed life look like? Meditation and prayer to seek God. Classic verse, Psalm 4610. Be still and know that I am God. We don't know how to be still though. I think Southern Florida might be like Southern California. I mean, everybody is going all the time, all the time. My wife was just uh, with some friends, like some, like, I don't know, mom, play date, you know, kids, you get together. The stuff I try to dip out on. You know what I mean? Something like that. I got a meeting. I I got a Zoom with Danny today. I'm sorry, I can't make it. You know, and she was at this thing, and they were like, we got our kids in this and in swimming and, you know, all this stuff. And just, I mean, booked up week. No time at all. From the minute you get up, it's scheduled. Every single day is all planned out, you know? And my wife comes home, and she's like, I'm worn out. I'm like, do you guys hike or something? She's like, no. These people have no time for anything other than doing in their life. Where's the being? Where are people just being to be still and know that I am God? How are we going to know the true essence of our loving creator if we ever take the time to actually do that. And I think that God is overall in all and through all. So he's, he's with you at the soccer practices and he's with you at the, you know, the meetings at work that you don't want to go to. And he's with you in all those places, absolutely. But this time of meditation and prayer has to be there because we get so caught up in our heads. Maybe I'm the only one, I don't know. Anybody else get caught up in their head? Headspace will rob your life, absolutely rob your life if you don't get it right. And I believe that what meditation does is it sets, it primes the pump for prayer. Meditation is is a listening practice. It's a stilling practice. And in that space, whenever we silence all the voices and everything begins to get more quiet and more calm in our head, and we begin to identify more with the observer than the thoughts that keep coming into our mind, in that space is where we're actually being able to then identify Christ says set your, Paul says set your mind above where Christ is seated so then you set your mind above in the observer seat right take every thought captive and now you're able to sit above where Christ is seating seeing your life but it's from that place things begin to become clear one of my favorite philosophers Alan Watts he says muddy water is best cleared by leaving it alone <laughs> muddy water is best cleared by leaving it alone right So many of us are like, oh, I got so much stuff going on that I need to figure out. So much stuff's going on in my head and we just keep swirling and stirring all the stuff in the mind, thinking the definition of crazy is doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. Am I right? I mean, chaos in your life's not going to be solved solved by more chaos. I was just riffing the other day on Instagram, which I probably shouldn't do, but just on there ranting and raving and prompt to live stuff. And uh, it's just like, I was looking at all these book titles, and they're like loud, like bright, big, bold colors with confetti and cussing in the titles and everything, and it's like, how to stop being effing miserable. I don't know if I can do that or say that or not, and I'm like, I didn't actually say it. You're lucky, but uh, <laughs> um, how to stop being effing miserable. It's like, how do we think more yelling at us and more accusing of us and more aggression and loudness is going to help us clear the muddied water of our head. Meditation is what's going to do that. Prayer is what's going to do that. And we have to develop these practices in our life, no matter what. I don't know how much time I have. It says zero, so I don't know if I've been good. Okay. won't be too much longer. The pain's almost over. But I was working at this job I hate. Anybody ever worked a job they hated? (laughs) People that didn't raise their hand are lying or they don't like me, or both. Uh, So here's the thing. I was working at this job that I absolutely despised. But I had to do it because we we moved to San Diego. So born in Miami, moved to Indianapolis in the Midwest whenever I was a kid lived there for most of my life, moved to San Diego to to start a church, had a false start, had a whole thing, had a big season of depression, years outside of the church, whatever. The only thing that I was ever trained to do was ministry stuff. So my dad's a pastor, you know, so I was like, what am I supposed to do? And through the series of humbling events and staffing agencies and all of this stuff, through some years, I find myself in the exciting and thrilling industry of insurance. (laughs) Does anybody ever work in insurance? You do? Working insurance. Okay, so I got this job, and uh, being it was first it was, um, un, well, it was customer service for homeowners policies, and then, you know, they started giving me like underwriting stuff, and I got like to do underwriting for homeowners insurance policies. Sick. <laughs> I get to do that all day. Rad. Okay. Fun. I get to send people notices of non-renewals. You know, it's like the most like eye-gouging job I've ever had. And I had this job for like, over a year because I had those like, golden handcuffs, right? I had to like provide for my family, but I was working and it wasn't in flow, all this stuff. I literally, not to mention Enneagram too much because I seriously poke fun at it all the time, and here I am referencing it. But I looked up vocations for Enneagram sevens while I was at work, and it gave 10 things that we should be doing and 10 things we should not be doing. And on the 10 things we should not be doing was insurance underwriter. <laughs> Say less. I'm out of here, right? Uh, But the point is, I was in this place hating my life, hating my job. I literally was weeping at my kitchen table one night telling my wife I cannot stand it anymore and nothing felt in flow at all. But I developed this practice on my 10-minute lunch breaks. They were so gracious to give me. And on my 30-minute lunch break, I would walk this same path in the same pattern around these buildings. And we have seasons in San Diego. They're subtle, but they're there. And I would walk this path, and I would see the flowers as they would bloom and go through their cycles and the trees as they would go. And my goal was mindfulness every time. I would just walk around and observe, get out of my head, into my space, observe the beauty of God's creation around me. I developed this practice every day, and it's literally what kept me sane. The other practice that kept me sane uh, under the sub point here is stay connected in community. I stayed connected in community. My friend that's in Boca Raton who brought me out here right now. I had these phone calls with him. So on the t- some days I would go through and do this like walking meditation, and sometimes we'd have phone calls, and we would be so mutually encouraged at the end of this phone call that I was like, I think I can do this again, you know. And I was able to walk in. And so Romans, Paul says that he went to Rome for a reason. He says, I came to impart to you a spiritual gift. He didn't say he came to make people speak in tongues and roll on the ground. Although my charismatic background would wish he said that. He didn't say that he came there to give you all the wisdom and knowledge of the scriptures. He says he went to Rome so that we would be mutually encouraged. The guy took time out of all of his stuff to go there so they could be mutually encouraged. It's a spiritual gift to be mutually encouraged. Being connected in community is a spiritual gift. What's happening here right now in this room is another dynamic and dimension called the kingdom of God that is awakening us in this moment and bringing us and unifying us together in ways that are unseen that we won't even realize until later in this week when we have revelations about this. We are being mutually encouraged right here, right now, in this space. We're encouraging each other. We're doing these things. We're hope, hopefully I'm encouraging you. <laughs> we'll see, you be the judge of that. Uh, but we have this invitation to mutually encourage each other. And so I'll just send people a text when they need it. You know, Somebody will pop in my mind, I'll just send a text. Don't have to text me back just thinking about you. Have you ever gotten a text like that from somebody? You're just like, this person just thinking about me and no obligation for them to do anything reciprocal, right? I just want to say you're, I'm thinking about you. I'm holding space for you. I'm, I'm I'm praying for you. Nothing in return, just doing that. I've been so encouraged by people doing that. And we do that. And usually what happens is the spirit does those things. And awakens us to something that someone needs. I can't tell you how many times random people have been on my mind. I've sent them a text and they're like, dude, you will not even believe the timing of this right now. This is what I needed in this moment. This is community. This is connecting in community. This is being intentional about the people that God has put around you and to walk into that. Inner peace does not mean isolation, right? We think if we're going to be peaceful, we're just going to go meditate in the Tibetan you know, monasteries or whatever, right? No, we're supposed to be connected in community. Also, we have to see beyond ourselves. We have to see beyond ourselves. see that we are connected to every single person. We have to serve others. Like what you guys did down at the beach, you go down there and you find all sorts of gnarly stuff, you know, whatever. I mean, look, I get it, man. Like Oceanside, uh, where I live, it's like Carlsbad Oceanside area. It's, it's, You wouldn't believe the stuff that happens in a military town. There's Camp Pendleton. Any Marines are in here? There you go. So we have a lot of Marines, and they're they're great, but they're also like 19 and finally getting away from home for the first time, you know? (laughs) So gnarly things happen. But serve others. We have to serve others. Jesus says that, didn't you not come and feed me? Didn't you not clothe me? Did you not come and see me when I was in prison? Dude, we never seen you in any of those places. He says, if you've done that to the least of these, you've done that to me. We have to see that we are all in this thing together. What we do for one, we do for all. And when we do for all, we do for ourselves. We are able to walk in to new areas of power through that, and that ultimately, that inner peace, we'll tie it all up at the end, you're like, I don't know if this is matching the sermon title here. Well, we'll get there. So we go out and we serve other people. And we serve other people in, in ways like this, very practical ways, right? The way that you show God's love is in, it can be in extremely practical ways. Once again, I come from charismatic movement, so like everywhere you go, you got to have a word of knowledge for people, right? you got to be reading people's mail all the time. And I think that stuff happens for sure. But like also, I think God wants you to like give a homeless guy a pair of socks and some water and a granola bar. Like, You don't realize how badly they need those things. And to serve others doesn't have to be complicated. It can be something so easy. We go out every single Wednesday, and we give out socks, granola bars, and waters because we have a major homeless problem in Southern California, especially in Oceanside. And we go love these people. And then obviously not just for people who are houseless, but anybody that looks like they need a little love, we'll pray for them or whatever. And so we're trying to teach people how to do this, how to live this lifestyle. And uh, last weekend, we did a, uh, a workshop called Activate Love. And so we're trying to help people activate love in their life. Actually live out love. That's what Danny was talking about earlier. It's actually being Christ in the world. You know that God moves as you in the world? Like, you are the direct representation of the living, loving God in every sphere, in every atmosphere, every place you walk into. You are as if God is embodying the room right there. Your aura, your space, what you carry is impacting every single person around you. How do you activate that to give that then to other people and do that? And so we were, we're helping people activate love in their life and teaching people how to go out on the streets and to do this. And we're leading a team while I was walking by this guy and he's sitting on the grass near the beach and he just looked highlighted. You know, that's how I feel like I see things. I'm like, oh, this guy looks like we should talk to him. So we go up and start talking to this guy. His name's Major. He's like 55, maybe 57 years old. And um, my shtick is like, I go up and I say, hey, man, would you like a spiritual blessing today? And most people are like, cool. I have no idea what that means, but I guess I'll take it. You know, people aren't like caught off guard by a spiritual blessing. They're like, all right, cool. So like, okay, well, we're just going to like, it might be, I'm going to say a couple words and it might be silent for a couple minutes, but just 30 seconds. Just, you know, just give me 30 seconds of your time. This guy's sitting on the ground, and he's like, no, come in. Put your hand on my shoulder. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, COVID's really weird in California, okay? So, like, you're not sure about people's space. And uh, I go up, and I start praying for this guy. And immediately, when you quiet yourself, and you get away from all of the narratives of your mind, and you enter into this other awareness, all of a sudden, you're able to listen And from that place of inner peace, you begin to listen to what God is saying and doing. And then in faith, dude, he is flying. You, you begin to speak what you see. That's like the simplest way I can say of like seeing and speaking in the spirit. Right. And so I'm just like, do you have like, and it's not fortune telling, but it's like, you have like a crossroads in your life coming up. Right. And he's like, uh, kind of. I'm like, you have like an appointment. Something's happening. Like there is an appointment where there is this happening in your life. And he's like, yeah, you know, there's there's some things going on. And I'm like, okay. And I just felt like in my mind's eye, I'm like, his knees are messed up. I'm like, hey, uh, how are your knees? <laughs> and he's like, dude, like that's what I'm doing next week is I'm going to an appointment. And if my knees aren't better, this is going to like really, he was explaining to me how it's going to like really affect his life in one way or the other, if he's going to be able to be on the pathway to healing or not. So I'm just like, okay, here's my, you know, charismatic side. Hopefully I'm okay here to share a little bit about this. If you're okay with that. Uh, I, I was just like, I was like, uh, God, would you heal major's knees? We see right now in the perfection of your kingdom, his body is in wholeness. We can visualize it. We can see it. We just ask for a breakthrough of that wholeness right now into this physical body, that his physical body would reflect the spiritual reality of who he really is. And would you confirm that on Tuesday when he goes to his appointment? He's like, yeah, cool. Thanks. And I'm like, all right, man. Well, great. Have a great day. Wednesday, a few days ago, we're walking around, you know, trying to love on people and activate love. In the distance, I see this dude riding uphill on a bicycle. I'm like, major! what's up, man? And he came over and he's like, you will not even believe it. He said, I had a cane that I had to be using. And now I just bought this bicycle and I'm able to get around town. I'm completely healed. You know, it's like, it's, it's incredible. And it's, you serve other people because look, what we're not out to do necessarily is to do anything other than help people walk into wholeness. Help people walk into wholeness. Ourself and other people walk into wholeness. That is where power comes from. Inner peace, when we're settled and calm and away from the narratives of others, we can walk into that and help the world heal. We are to participate in the healing of the world. And the way that we do that, number three, is by living in flow. We live in flow. There is this divine flow that is always happening. Jesus calls this the Kingdom of God Kingdom not to get theological on you or nothing, but like it means God's rule or his reign or his his authority. it's like there's this divine perfection that is flowing through all around us at any given time and what we are doing is at any given time we are just navigating and discerning what it means to live in the flow of divine. what does it mean to live into divine flow and so this is what Jesus talks about when he says, I can only see and do what I see the Father in heaven doing. He says, I, I don't know. I, I have to do this. He says, uh, I have to spend time. John 8, 38, he says, I declare what I've seen in the Father's presence. So the way that Jesus is actually living in the world, he's only doing and declaring what he's doing in the Father's presence. Where do you find the presence? In meditation, in prayer, Where do you find the presence? Well, out of that place, you begin to walk into places where you are developing these practices of serving others, where you are connecting in community, all of this stuff. You are able to participate in the healing of the world. He says, as for you, you should do what you have heard from the Father. So Jesus points to the Father. I don't know if you have any, Danny knows, Instaland. You, you got to be careful about what you say. And in our feeds, if you start using Father, you're going to get unfollowed real quick. But the reality is Jesus is talking about ultimately the all, his Father, ultimate goodness and reality being made manifest. And how do we begin to know what it's like to live and move and discern and have our being in that way? By hearing from the Father himself in his presence. And when you live from that place of presence, now you're living in tune, in flow, in sync with who God is in the infinite. And so I call this like a peace gauge. We're gonna be wrapping up, but I call this like a peace gauge or an inner compass in our life. We begin to see what true north really is. And some of us are timid to actually walk out in the things that God has called us to do in life because we're unsure about who we really are in there. Well, it actually doesn't have to come from you. It comes from on high, it comes from above. We become, like that song was just a vessel, we become a participatory member in this ongoing healing. It isn't necessarily up to us. And that takes so much stress off of who we are. To go back to the beginning, so many of us are stressed out because we're trying to live as if we are the highest authority of our life. And when there's no higher authority than us, We don't know what to do when we freak out, when we stress out, and we get overwhelmed, and we get burdened, and then we stop, and then we quit, and then we stop doing things, and we live in despair. God has not called you to live a life of despair, but he's called you to live a life of power out of the place of peace where you hear the voice of the Father and do in accordance with that, and when you live in that flow, it's not clunky anymore, you know? Living out of flow is clunky, man, like... Yeah, I don't know if you've ever driven a car that like blew out a tire and it's like like that's how your life feels like it's still rolling down the street I guess I mean <laughs> not the best way possible and when we live out of flow we might still be living but it is not in the most optimal highest way that we can live in our life we have to let go of the lower, so we can live into the upper, and we hear with clarity, and we live in flow. John seventeen twenty through twenty three talks about this. I won't quote it to you because I'm probably I don't know what time it is, but um, he talks about that his prayer for every single person that would follow in the way of Christ after him would be one with the Father as He is one. This is ultimate realization of our oneness with God, and when we surrender ourself, our ego, our lower self. When we lay that down, when we lay the opinions of others down, when we lay the illusions of our responsibilities and what they have in our life, that we think they're distractions, but they're actually invitations. When we do that, we begin to transcend all of the things that make us think that we are not in tune and in line. We remove all of those barriers. Every single one of those stress pieces is an invitation. If you can begin the paradigm shift, Richard Rohr talks about salvation being paradigm shift. I love that. If you can have a paradigm shift, all the places that you think that your stress is preventing you from living in, that's actually an invitation and an opportunity to walk straight into that, to transcend that and see the power that will be released from the faith of you doing that. Faith is spelled R-I-S-K. Risk walking into things with a different perspective and point of view and see how God's going to be faithful to do this. And so the Holy Spirit wants to give us new neurological pathways to function from. This is where neuroscience and spirituality meet, and we're going to wrap it up with this. But I believe that the power of the Holy Spirit comes to change literally the way we think about things, to Maybe get us out of our mind to stop overthinking about things and to empower us in this way. It's like walking on a path trail and it's it's well worn in. The Holy Spirit comes and says, there could be a potential to go this way over here. And you're like, yeah, but there's no trail over there yet your neurological pathway is literally like that. It's saying, well, I'm gonna try to go over this way. And then you try to make this new trail and it's all like overgrown and there's all this stuff. And there's probably like a Burmese Python in there. What are you, what the heck's going on down here, man? My friend in Boca's is telling me about Burmese pythons killing gators. Like this is some crazy stuff. He's like, yeah, dude, it's Jurassic Park, man. I'm like, okay, um, But you go into that new place, that unknown territory but it feels right. You feel like you're living in flow because the Holy Spirit's inviting you into that place and you start to move into a new path, but there's not really a path there yet. The the objective of that is that you continue to be faithful walking the new path. And eventually, as you're faithful of walking the new path that God has created for you, that old path is gonna overgrow and the new path is gonna have the, the dirt, the clarity, all of the way to be able to live and move in a different way. This is literally changing your consciousness by surrendering, inviting the Holy Spirit, listening and responding, taking action and living in flow from that place. And when you begin to take that new path, when you begin to walk in that new way, all of a sudden, it's all going to begin to see that everything in your life is with purpose, is with meaning. And you are able to see the meaning in your life and those around you and invite people to say there is a new path for you as well, my friend. You do not have to live into this place of inner turmoil, self-sabotage. I don't know about you. That's what I dealt with a lot, self-sabotage, the opinions of other people. That we, out of our healing, can invite others into the way of healing as well. And that's what God's up to in the world. Healing people. Mentally. Spiritually. Emotionally. Even physically. I didn't believe that for a while, but I can't deny the stuff that's been happening. And then from that place, we get to see the reality of who we really are become alive. And the reality of who others really are become alive. And then we get to taste heaven on earth just a little bit. So, um, I don't know how you guys normally close. I mean, pray for us and then dismiss. It's been a while since I've, like, done this. Like I said, we sit in circles on the beach. So, I've been out of this flow for, like, five years. So, thank you for your uh, grace with me. But let's pray. Spirit of the living God, you are present in this place. Each and every one of us is known by you. And we be still and we wait for you even in this moment, acknowledging that your goodness is here, that your presence is at hand. in all the ramblings that I might have had, it can all become made known right here, Lord, by your Spirit. Whatever it is that we really need from you, you will reveal to us in that sacred space of the heart. So Holy Spirit, we just invite your presence in this room to increase right now, that we would feel you right now And I specifically pray for anyone who is going through a deep dark season of their life. It's been a dark year for a lot of us, but there are some of you here that there's this has been a pronounced I I get the sense of that this last five weeks has just been intense for you and you have questioned, is it worth it? And the Spirit of the Living God is here today. Say, yes, it is. Yes, it is. The Spirit is inviting you to surrender today. Would you surrender to him? Thank you, Lord, for this moment. Thank you for this time. Thank you for the lingering right now that is able to bring some space before we go. And as we're still in this presence, God, we ask that you would empower us, bring us up, raise us up so that we can be as you, Lord, in the world. In the name of Jesus, amen.
0: Amen. Thanks, man. Let's give it up one more time for the hippie from California. Love you. Thank you, guys. Wasn't that awesome? So great. So great. What's your Instagram, dude? Um, my, uh, the
2: church is this is current with some periods. The
0: next this time. period is period current, and you can follow church. up what they're doing. Yeah. All right, guys. We love you. Next week, 11 a.m. Bring a friend. Don't come alone. I'll be back on the mic. Love you. <laughs>